Could we start by you introducing yourself? Sure. Um, my name's Jim Dodrell. Uh, I live in the Ipswich area. I'm currently president of the Ipswich Residents and Ratepayers Association and also president of a group called I-Rate Ipswich Residents Against Toxic Environments. Um, now, both of those groups were formed uh, just after the last council elections because of the level of corruption and the level of um, poor administration uh, by the Ipswich City Council. Let's go back now to um, that period you're talking about. I think it was uh, the 23rd of June 2017, I attended a press conference that had been called by you, Rob Pine, and a number of other concerned people about the level of corruption in local government. It was at State Parliament, and uh, you made a strong call, along with Rob Pine, for an ICAC style of uh, investigatory body. The Sunday following that call, that was a Friday, on the Sunday following that, you were bashed by 15 thugs, you and your dad. Yeah, correct. What's happened to you since then? A lot has happened since then. Not much um, in relation to the attack on, on me and, and my father. My father was just an innocent bystander, by the way, um, that day. He happened to be out walking his dog and saw me meet the person who led me to that place where we were attacked. He just thought he'd come along just, just to listen in or, or see what was happening. And it was in an attempt by him to actually distract one or two of the attackers, you know, to give me a fighting chance uh, that he was stabbed during that um, attack. So uh, I just wanted to make that clear that he, his only involvement was that he just happened to want to um, come along just to see what it was all about. Now, since then, the police haven't really done very much at all, to be honest. They haven't been very helpful. They haven't put very much in the way of resources into investigating um, that attack. In fact, we heard through somebody who works at Yamanto Police Station, which is the central police station in Ipswich, that senior police were overheard saying that my father and I made up the situation and... Um, and beat each other up, you know, and, and had a laugh about that. Now, that's the kind of situation we have in Ipswich, where we have senior police very closely aligned with the political establishment in Ipswich, and we haven't had the kind of justice that, that we deserve uh, following that incident. The other development was um, that we continued on anyway, myself and the Ipswich um, Ratepayers and Residents Association, and... Um, we actually did get a good result in that the state government stepped in and dismissed uh, Ipswich City Council in its entirety. They appointed an administrator for the council, and we've had an administrator for, for the last two years now, uh, who have actually done very well. The administrator is, as the name suggests, an actual administrator, but he also has a team around him who look after all the day-to-day -day, uh, council issues that uh, councillors would have previously done. Now, they've actually done a quite a good job, uh, but the concern we have now is that they hand over to an incoming council um, following next month's council elections. And we're concerned about who may gain seats, you know, who may gain councillor positions, uh, because we know that some of the same players 
um, will be active uh, at least in the election itself. So depending on who's elected, we could be back to the status quo we were at before, where we have a group of councillors who actually uh, end up you know, just as corrupt as the previous one. Do you know who the candidates for the position of mayor will be? I do know some of the candidates at the moment. There isn't an official list as such um, because people have until, I believe, the end of this month, end of February, uh, to nominate. So I am aware of some of the candidates and I'm concerned at at some of those names. Uh, Not so much the people themselves personally, but the fact that they've been run by um, both the LNP and the ALP And the problem we had before was we had quite a few um, ALP councillors um, who were being directed by a senior ALP figure in the Ipswich area. And effectively, he was uh, protecting them also because, um, you know, any criticism was was just deflected off. And we had the editor of the Queensland Times uh, at the time who was going out of his way to protect the mayor and the councillors and shielding them from any criticism, you know. So so the community voice wasn't being heard and we were just being given the, you know, basically the propaganda um, which was being put out by the council at the time. Is that senior figure Paul Tully? He, no, I'm not, that's not who I'm referring to, although he was certainly one of the councillors um, who was listed as a person of interest to the Crime and Corruption Commission. Um, Paul Tully was questioned in relation to some of his activities at the last council election during the Operation Belcara hearings uh, of the Crime and Corruption Commission. And there were a lot of question marks left unanswered about uh, Mr Tully, uh, especially in relation to things like using a bank account uh, which was opened um, to collect funds for, I believe, for the family of somebody who lost a, chi- <coughs> a child in a house fire, and he was using those that bank account to funnel um, election funding from third parties um, uh, through to himself. You mentioned there that the police weren't helpful in the inquiry about you being bashed, you and your yep. dad being bashed. Now, I know that state government is, you know, they hold resources that police are after. For example, senior police are often after new police stations or improvements on the ones that they've got. Do you know of anything where they, the the state government has got, you know, is holding the, the, the police at ransom or vice versa there? I don't want to discuss things that, um, that may jeopardise any ongoing case uh, which we're involved in. And um, and this case of the assault is still ongoing. What I can tell you is following the all of the, the, the state and national media attention to the attack um, that occurred on, on myself, um, that the we were contacted by the state government's Department of Public Prosecutions um, and they told us that they would be handling the case directly themselves. They'd taken it um, from the police, and they were going to handle everything directly themselves. This is the um, state DPP. Now, nothing really happened for a long time. We heard nothing from the DPP, and it 
seems that there were a series of blunders which they blamed on a junior person in the DPP who they said no longer worked with them, um, which we found difficult to, to believe. Still nothing happened for months and we contacted the DPP again um, because we were expecting results given that you know the DPP made a big deal of them stepping in and handling the case. Um, and then it was only after several um, phone calls and emails that the DPP said that they had actually handed the case back to police some weeks prior and that we should follow up with the police. When we contacted the police, the police didn't know uh, that was the case either. So, you know, the picture I'm painting here is one of basically um, the state government through the DPP avoiding, you know, any real resourcing of this of this case, um, which has left us, you know, quite um, disillusioned and, and quite um, lacking any confidence in the state government and the DPP itself.